Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one beautiful minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us once again is Robert Black. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, This is Minute 89 of The Karate Kid. It begins with Banzai and ends with Memories. And we uh, not, not we're not going to be talking about cats this, <laughs> today. Soon. Um, we left off on uh, Monday with uh, Miyagi pouring Daniel a drink and toasting. And Daniel thought Miyagi was drunkenly toasting to his bonsai trees. And this is where Miyagi corrects him. And I just thought he kind of comes off like I don't know. I, I've been at this party where somebody's like, "No, dude, dude, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You're such an idiot." And and it's just like someone, you know, drunken people yelling back and forth to each other. But if Daniel know. didn't understand the correction immediately, it would have gotten there. It gotten <laughs> He's like, yeah. you want to go? We'll go. <laughs> I'll show you how those moves work. You know, it's like, I don't even think that Daniel, like, understands that it's a different word. He's just like, all right, uh, bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we you asked me when I first saw this last on Monday. When I first saw this, I don't think I realized they were a different word. I don't think so either. And so it's it makes sense. Daniel wouldn't know. Right. <laughs> but that's why this moment's cool is he corrects him and yeah. Daniel goes with it. Uh, and, but he corrected it. But did like as children, did we know that he corrected it to a different word? <laughs> or or was it just louder? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might just be louder. And then Miyagi starts kind of waving his hand, gesturing that he just, give me a little bit more, you know? <laughs> and Daniel copies that, which is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like half-heartedly starts shaking his hand as well. <laughs> like that's the important part. <laughs> and then Miyagi's, I don't know, he, he just goes, ah, close enough. But <laughs> I don't know, it's just his whole attitude is like, oh, who brought the sober guy? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, it's it is definitely the worst when you're the sober guy at the party. It's it's uh, you just never can have enough fun, and nobody nobody believes you, and you're just kind of left out. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the sober guy at so many parties. So <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so I of course went ahead and took a deep dive on bonsai. Um. So I found that uh, you said bonsai, you meant bonsai. Bonsai. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And your hand better be moving. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Bonsai originated in China as the word wansui, uh, which I guess was coined in. (laughs) Wansui. Wansui, which was coined in 110 BC on Mount Song. Uh, according to legend, the mountain actually coined it itself Whoa. <laughs> by saying Smart it's, mountain. <laughs> yeah. he, it, the mountain said it to Emperor Wu and uh, it means uh, in Chinese 10,000 years. Yeah. Uh, so the mountain is essentially saying long live the emperor. And so it started being used after in prayer, you know, the citizens would uh Pray for the or subjects, I should say, uh, would pray for the emperor to have a long life, and um, and that word, I guess, was reserved only for the emperor. It was re- considered like uh, rebellion if you said one sui 
uh, in reference to anybody but the emperor. You could get in a lot of trouble for it. Huh. Um, so I guess some people in high positions would start being cheered on by uh, like a different word, which means like 9,000 years <laughs> or many years, just not 10,000. Um, fast forward way into the future during the eighth century, <laughs> um, was when, uh, Wansui was introduced to Japan and became Banzai and they used it for their emperor, uh, much farther into the future. We have it as I first heard of its use, which, uh, which is Japanese soldiers, you know, pilots yep. who like rammed their planes into enemy ships and like yelling Banzai at the last moment. Um, According to Wikipedia, uh, it's unknown if any pilot actually did do that. Uh, of course, how would you find out? <laughs> yeah. <Huh>. Unless he <laughs> had like his radio on. <laughs> um, but I guess in World War II, ground troops would start using the bonsai, the, sorry, the bonsai uh, charge, which would be just like a last ditch swarm of soldiers attacking, you know, when things look like look dire. Um and they just decided that they'd rather die fighting than be captured. Yeah. Uh, it was one method of uh, Gyokusai. I think I said that word right. Um, which uh, Gyokusai meant uh, shattered jewel, which was a reference to a classic Chinese phrase that said, a true man would rather be the shattered jewel afraid or ashamed to be the intact tile. Uh, so I guess another famous method of shattered jewel that everybody's heard of, of course, is seppuku. Uh, yeah. Killing yourself with your own sword. Uh, my other notes say like, uh, bonsai charges were romanticized in Japanese. To be propaganda. fair, really quick in proper seppuku, you don't kill yourself. Oh. You caught, you give yourself a fatal wound and then your friend kills you. Chop. Your second cuts your head off. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I always thought it was... You cut your stomach open, and then they put you out of your misery. Oh, okay. I thought you just kind of... It, you just kind of cut yourself open, so you, there's no chance... Like, all your guts would... Well, like, you're not going to live, but yeah. that's why they let you They out. put you out of your misery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I guess uh, towards the end of World War II... Uh, Banzai charges were discouraged because they realized that the Japanese army was facing like horrendous losses while inflicting little damage. <laughs> so they discovered they were basically just throwing away valuable resources and made defeat uh, come quicker that way. Uh, so I guess nowadays, Banzai is really just used by the Japanese as a way to kind of say, hurrah! Oh um, yeah, there's sushi places named that. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh cool. <laughs> I'm in Vermont. Uh, <laughs> when I was Googling the definition, well, the first things that came up was bonsai sushi. It was like a mile from here or something. Oh, okay. nice. I guess disrespectful, crowds... I wonder. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, it's the greatest sushi the emperor has ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a shelf life of 10,000 years. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I guess... Uh, also, in normal usage, like crowds will yell "banzai" three times with their arms stretched over their heads as applause. And huh. I, I'm looking forward to when we get to the big bonsai scene, uh, whether that's repeated. I can't remember. I almost I'm imagining 
Miyagi at least holding his hands over his head. Daniel definitely has at least one hand up, but he's driving. Yeah, he's kind of like doing the, he's kind of like pumping his fist, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's all my, that's my deep dive on Banzai. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the scene uh, continues as we cut to a close-up of Miyagi and Daniel clicking glasses. Uh, Miyagi takes a big drink and Daniel watches him. And uh, then he takes a sip and uh, immediately regrets it. <laughs> Daniel just starts coughing like crazy. And Yaga laughs. Oh, what a great laugh. <laughs> uh, it's funny. We've talked a lot about um, uh, Miyagi's laugh in this movie and how, how just how it fills us with joy. Uh and I guess, you know, I've never, never was like, I, I mean, I'm sure I watched Happy Days back in the day, but I guess I read some, I was reading stuff about Pat Morita this week and discovered that, um, like Arnold was known for having a big laugh. Uh, hmm. I don't remember just, his laugh like, on that. Yeah. Maybe that was something that Pat Morita just kind of brought from Happy Days into Karate Kid, but yeah, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um... Yes, according to the book and script, they're drinking whiskey. Uh, I always thought it was sake for some reason. I don't know. Sake is clear. Okay. Yeah. I just saw the white labeled bottle. I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this counts as Daniel's first drink. Uh, It certainly looks like it. (laughs) He's looking pretty inexperienced. Certainly the first strong drinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think he got offered a beer on the beach, but he turned it down. I don't, I don't know. He preferred getting a hot dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, do, uh, this is my, uh, big question here. Uh, who offered you your first drink? Either of you. <laughs> oh, do you even remember? Like I, I actually tried I to don't remember. I tried to remember, like, I think my dad, maybe. How old were you? <laughs> I, I I, I know I was pretty young. Um, I don't know. My, my dad would like, I don't, you know, it's so funny because I always used to think like Heineken was a big deal because <laughs> my dad would like every once in a while kind of spoil himself by getting a six pack of Heineken and he drank like one bottle every once in a while. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, Heineken's so high end. And like when I get old enough to drink, that's going to be the stuff I drink. But I think I remember him like, like you want, like going, you want a taste? And I was like, whoa. As soon as I took a drink of that, but it's probably because it, it tasted gross. And, you know. Yeah, I can't my, remember. It was probably my friend Eric at a party at his house, and I probably said no. <laughs> <laughs> my first was probably some sort of wine at like a Thanksgiving when I was a kid. I don't know who would have given it to me, but I know that was a thing because later when I was older, I remember one of my nieces got sips from many different people and got a little tipsy. <laughs> When she was really young. Yeah. See, I don't know if I'm ever going to repeat that with like my kids. Like I know back in, back when I was a kid, it, it was kind of a, a funny thing to see like, yeah, let's give little Tommy a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's just see how he reacts. It's just for a laugh, you know? Yeah. I do remember the first time I got tipsy was like, I just turned 18 and my, my parents and I went to a, a winery tour <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I had I had all the samples. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> like, why would you Why would you bring a kid to a winery tour? I had just turned eighteen. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was the first time I got buzzed. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, all right, so Daniel pulls pulls it together uh, and asks. It's funny because the novelization says he takes like a couple more drinks like during the rest of these conversations. And in the movie, it's like Daniel wants nothing to do. Yeah, with he, he doesn't. He doesn't touch <laughs> it again. Um, so Daniel uh, asks, "What were you celebrating?" And Miyagi gestures with his glass toward the picture and says, "Anniversary." And Daniel says, "Whose anniversary?" And I just thought this is just. This is like this is a, a dumb question, and it's there to just advance the conversation, I guess. I guess, but it doesn't make Daniel look very good. It's like, what do you, what do you think? The anniversary of Miyagi's first scotch. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Daniel sees that Miyagi is looking at the picture, and Daniel turns it towards him and looks at it and asks if that's his wife, and Miyagi responds with a. Mm. And Daniel uh, kind of smiles. It's oh, I never knew you were married, you know. And I was just waiting for Miyagi to go. Never ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Miyagi goes along with it. Says, you know, damn beautiful, don't you think? Um, and Daniel says, yeah, she's pretty. And then he starts saying that. Um, which it's funny because. I don't know if this is the first time. Like, I I know I've caught the beginning of this line, but I couldn't understand the end of this line until <laughs> I kind of read the subtitles. But he says, first time I saw her was in Canefield, Hawaii. Beautiful. And then he says, damn good cane cutter, too. Yep. <laughs> and what? I just never understood that until I, like, read it. But, I mean, yeah, he she she cut the canes, I guess, in the, the cane field. And she was I, I don't know. We're not talking about like other movies in the series, but at some point they established that he probably worked in the cane field. Maybe it's in the second one they talk about it. Mm-hmm. So like they worked together in sugar cane fields in Hawaii. Yeah. So but yeah, it's a it's a great line. Yeah. He adds that after saying she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's just like she's great, and she also knows how to work, and that you know that's obviously very important to him. <laughs> She she uh, she painted the first coat of paint on the fence, and she washed the cars. It was it's a whole drill that he puts everybody he <laughs> gets in any sort of relationship with. Just like okay, you want to hang out? Uh, what do you know about uh, hammering nails or <laughs> sanding sanding floors? Um, <laughs> yeah, when does he teach? When is he training someone with cane cutting? <laughs> yeah, uh, and I guess right here, you know, and this is something to kind of remind ourselves that this this scene of course goes uh on for a while and and into next week's minutes as well and uh, you know just to keep thinking to yourself like the studio actually wanted to drop this whole scene that's insane (laughs) uh i guess if they they felt it slowed everything down it's just so funny it's like like there's this scene and then there's that other scene we spent a long time with uh, towards the beginning of the movie where after Miyagi rescues Daniel, like they spent a long time in the maintenance shed and it's, it's many minutes of just the two of them sitting there and it doesn't even cut to different angles or anything. And they wanted to cut this scene. <laughs> huh. I, I, you know, I, I don't even know if this movie would be any anywhere near the same without these like personal moments. No, yeah, because then Miyagi would just be a he'd just be a stereotype. Right. Yeah. It's it's interesting how um you know, as this as the scene we get deeper into the scene, 
like as a viewer, you're like, oh no, shit, really? <laughs> you're like kind of brought into it a little bit. Like, oh man, this is he's not just a funny Japanese guy that's uh, inscrutable at times and hilarious at others. He's he's got a history. He's something's going on with him and deep sadness. Um, but I guess uh, you know everybody behind the production, uh, and I mean even I, I agree. Like this 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 whole scene is probably what got. Uh, Pat Morita nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So, I mean, if it wasn't the scene, what scene would it be? <laughs> What's his other strongest scene? I know. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm saying mean, you're wet behind your ear oh. <laughs> <laughs> when he dumps Daniel out of the boat. Yeah. No, I would say maybe maybe the scene where Daniel's frustration comes to a peak and he has to tell Daniel what he, he's been learning the entire time. That's a big. That's, that's a big moment. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for this minute. Uh, we, of course, want to go to our Wednesday question, which we ask every guest uh, is, uh, Robert, do you think that Daniel is the antagonist of this movie? No. <laughs> there, There is one moment where he's the one who makes the horrible move, which is the hose in the bathroom. Right. But otherwise, no. <laughs> no. I'm so I loved in, in Cobra Kai. I mean, we're not getting ahead, but when oh, they please. kind of edit a little the beach scene, <laughs> they to sure make do. it seem like he's more the antagonist. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. That's Ooh. not how that went. Yeah. Um, and people, if you if you skip past uh, our Cobra Kai recap for some reason and go back, I, I go like frame by frame on what, <laughs> what they cut out and how, you know, just angrier and angrier uh, recapping that scene. So <laughs> if you love to hear Robin rant, go back and listen. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. I'm sure. Ugh. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think it's time to wrap this up. I want to wish you both uh, 9,000 years uh, here until you've reached the rank of emperor, then maybe 10,000. So, well, okay. Good enough. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> all right robert thank you for joining us you want yeah. to come back on friday for another Friday minute awesome um and uh on wednesday we do our own plugs uh please send feedback to karate kid minute at gmail.com follow us on twitter or join us on facebook at the miyagi do karate dojo uh just search for karate kid minute any of those platforms and uh also we'd love 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 to have you rate review and subscribe uh, really would appreciate even if you don't subscribe through Apple Podcasts uh, an awesome rating and review would be uh, so nice and so helpful um, and uh, of course you know wherever you do subscribe please subscribe and until next time now use head for something other than Target Target